Hello, everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm here with my husband, Shane, and we are so glad that you could join us for happy hour on this Family Tree Podcast, episode 193. We're here, and if Alex's voice sounds stuffy as heck, it's because we had a bit of a staycation. We're coming off of a week, essentially, of staycationing. We started last week, like last Wednesday, with a couple date nights, peppered them in, and then took the kids on the weekend to... Niagara Falls. But I didn't think that I was actually going to get sick as I always do when we come home from like a proper Mm. vacation. No, it's not the airplane that makes you sick. It's the overconsumption of tasty foods and the overconsumption of delicious alcohol. If it's any indication of all the overconsumption, I ate leftover brownie for breakfast this morning. You told me you didn't eat that. No. Well, after you mentioned it. Oh, I went in for a little nibble. Oh, that must have been left out all night. I hope brownies don't need to be refrigerated. No, I I think we're fine. But really, we've had a week of just eating a ton. That's mainly what it was too. Like we ate like three steak dinners over the past week. Yeah. Which is wild. Uh, And this is pre-Christmas. We have a week left until this happens for like two weeks straight. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got to shoot the show that I'm shooting in late January. So... I'm going to have to pull it together because this show I'm shooting is about a male Hooters. So Shame. I got to look like I work at a male Hooters. Maybe I'm the, you know, the over the hill person. Well, I definitely am over the hill, <laughs> but I don't know if my character is supposed to be. I will say if the if the costumes are the same, the costume you wore in your TV show version was essentially booty shorts and a crop top. So it yeah. is very revealing. Yes. But you do look great in it. But I well, was looking. I, I stuff. <laughs> You know what's funny? I stuffed it for that scene. Like everyone's stuffed, not just me. But I was getting comments on uh, the Instagram clip when we put it up. It was like, where's the bulges? Get out. Like, even when we're stuffing, people are saying we don't have bulges. I thought like, the bulges were prominent. But I will say I was looking into this, shame because you and I are living life of excess right now because Christmas just started early for us, right? That's what it was. And it's going to happen again next week. So I was like, what can we do in the interim that's going to help us? Why'd Christmas start early for us? Well, because it started last week when we had the one date night and then we went to our big Christmas show. We went to see a comedy show, Steph Tolev, which was amazing. So you and I had a night out there. And then we took the kids for a little staycation to Niagara where we just, you know, it was like- I feel like December, everyone starts early. Like everyone, the whole month of December is Christmas season in my book. Everyone's drinking eggnog. Every nog is at least 250 calories. And it just weighs you down. It's like not even the calorie count. Because usually when you eat foods, you can't taste the calorie count. But with eggnogs, it just sits in your stomach so heavy. And it just, I feel like I start walking slower. It's just a milkshake. Yeah, a tasty milkshake. Milkshakes are tasty. Listen, there's a few things we're going to do this week, okay, to help us recalibrate before we get into Christmas. Ginger tea. I don't think we have any in the house. I'm going to get us some. I've been on peppermint tea since last night, but we got to get on ginger tea. Apparently, it helps your tum-tum when you're eating a lot of big meals. Okay. Next, more walks. You do that anyway. This is more for me. I got to get walking more just to... Just play basketball with me. Done. I'll do that. Next, having foods that have that are high in insoluble fiber. I don't entirely know what that means, but it's like watermelon, cantaloupe, and honeydew, except there's a big salmonella outbreak for cantaloupe in Canada right now. People are like dying. Okay. Can we just eat not terrible? I don't want to risk salmonella outbreak. 
we can do that. We can do that. But Shane, look, we just got back from a vacation with the kids in Niagara Falls. We did a one-nighter. And in that, we're in the city for about 48 hours. We did so much while we were there. We did so much. And I want to ask you, thinking about traveling as a family, even if it's a little vacation, do you have a favorite travel tip that we utilized or usually utilize for families? Or like a hack? No. Are you serious? Well, you tell me. I'm coming in here blind here. I'm not some travel expert. I'm the worst. Well, I think you do things inherently that lead to really good hacks. Like, Oh, about- tell me. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> bathrooms. Big bathrooms when you travel. Look for a space... Like if you're, if you have the ability to look for a room that has like a really big bathroom or like a little extra alcove or something, that's what you need to go for if you're traveling with kids, if you can. Because number one, when the kids are little, think about any time we used to travel when they were babies, we'd set up that pack and play in the bathroom. And then you and I would hang out in the main bedroom all night. Oh, I will try to problem solve if we go to a room, but I didn't invent big bathrooms. <laughs> It's like what what qualities, what kind of things do we do as a family that I think would be helpful? And always looking for a big bathroom, no matter how old your kids are. Because when they're little, the kids sleep in it. You put on the bathroom fan, it's a little noise machine for them. And then when they get older, our kids' age. What age can the kids leave the bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) Mommy, it smells it here. It's a travel hack. Stay in there. (laughs) Mommy and daddy are partying. No, our kids aren't in the bathroom anymore, obviously. What age can the kids leave the bathroom? I'm asking. I don't know when they're not in a pack and play anymore because you can't fit a full crib in there. So like if they're out so, of the pack. So out of two. Yeah. So when they're over two, they get to stay out of the area where you do number two. <laughs> well, listen, I'm just saying when they're old enough, they stay in the main area of the room and then we go. We go in the bathroom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you know who's the best travel hacks? Alex, stay in the bathroom. Get out. You're acting like we did not have a four hour long, awesome romantic meal and hang out in the bathroom this weekend. It's not because the bathroom was so big. It's because it had a big tub. So I would say a jacuzzi can really help parents who can't leave the hotel room because so many times you're just shackled down. The kids go to bed at seven. You got to be in your room at seven. Yeah. In, in your room all night. Unless, I guess you, I, I don't know the laws on this. If you have a baby monitor that can go a long distance and maybe that you, I, are you allowed to leave a hotel and go to a hotel bar if your monitor stretches that far? Or is that grossly negligent? No, this, so this is very contentious among parents actually, because like if you're just if you're going like two floors down to a hotel bar and your Mm -hmm. hotel room is locked you have a thing it's like what's there's not too much of a difference than being at home and whatever maybe being in your backyard while the kids are upstairs but then like i was talking to girlfriends about this last week you think of those extreme cases like maddie mccann who was kidnapped out of her tent when her family was like glamping Okay, I don't know. I'm not familiar with Maddie McCann, but tell me. 12 years ago, the family went glamping, which we do Mm -hmm. with our friends every year. They were in Portugal on a beach glamping there. And then- How old is this kid? Is Maddie the child? Yeah, she was like, I don't know, maybe four or five or younger. Yeah. Um, And then the parents went with their family friends or whatever to the restaurant that's on the premises, right? And they had the monitors and things. And then the mom came to check on the kids, like after they ate, like in between, whatever, while they're hanging out. Stuffed and she, animal snore machine? She wasn't there. 
It's been many years. Was a snore machine used at all? I don't think so. Okay. But she but she was abducted. And it's like it was Is like she a been very returned? She's just gone forever. N- no, she's they don't know if she's alive or dead. She's probably dead, yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. it's been like it's been like I will years. say this. Tents like I'm no master burglar and I could break into a tent pretty easy. Yes. So tents, I don't know, like that is risky. Cabin's risky. Tent is probably the riskiest place to leave a kid. Hotel room, I think the biggest risk would be like sneaky hotel employee who looks like a bit of a creepy perv. And he's like, heading out for the evening, are we Cunningham's? And you're like, yes. And he's like, enjoy your meal. And then he has a card, a universal card that can go in every room. And then he's baby snatching. Do you know how many parents you are causing to crap their pants right now? Well, maybe they need a good pant crapping because as you know from Maddie McCann, things can happen. Things can happen. That's all I'm saying. I, I was on the fence. I didn't know. Can we, how far can we go? But it's not like being in your house, really. If you think about it, there's like, oh no, there's an emergency. Someone's grabbing Lucy. Wait for the elevator. Ding. 18 floors up, letting people off, trying to find the fire exit stairs, trying to run up there. Then the door's locked and to get in. So I think it's way easier to snatch a baby from a hotel than if we were down here watching Sopranos. I don't know. Look, I haven't done it, but I I don't know that I think there's anything inherently wrong with it. If you if you can monitor, I don't know. It's more dangerous. It's, well, it's more dangerous than not leaving the room, obviously. But like, I don't know that I'm, I don't think I'm against it. I, I've never done it, but I don't think I'm against it. And it's something that I'd rather nice. go down the street. Like we have a bar like on our street. I'd rather go to the bar, which is probably even more taboo. Go to the bar, <laughs> have a couple of cold ones, a couple a of couple? steaks. <laughs> what? You can't have two beers. I guess. Yeah, I'm grabbing dinner. I was going to say, if you're like throwing them back. I and have your light kids are in beers. One of them might even be like non-alcoholic. I'm just saying, go. I want to feel like I'm letting loose. This place is like 100 yards away. It's close. I'm just saying, I'd rather do that. In a hotel, I'd be much further away. If things go down, it's way harder for me to get back to the kids than it is to run down the street and get to our house. I can be here in less than a minute. Yeah, I think Hotel, could, 10 minutes. I think we could sprint home in 30 seconds from that place. Absolutely. And I have a bottle in my hand, so I have a weapon. You're bringing your beer. I still understand. What about the steak knife? You're bringing the beer bottle over the steak knife in this Good situation? Good point. Good point. Bring both. Sometimes my steak knives, though. Oh, I guess if it's a real sharp one. But a dull one could hurt more even. Yeah, be good. I bring both. Maybe. And this does lead me back to Shane. I've been trying to trying to talk to you about it. Maybe it'd be a fun activity tonight. I don't know. But there something kind of kicked in me a few weeks ago. And I was like, I don't know how. Sorry, this is a total departure from where I was initially going with this whole conversation. But I don't know how to defend myself. If somebody was to break in or somebody on the street was to attack me, whether it's just me, whether it's me with the kids, whatever. And it's like, if you're not at home, I sleep with a knife, like I sleep with a steak Mm -hmm. knife. And that gives me a little peace of mind. But it's like somebody could easily pin me and take the knife from me. So I'm like, I want to get better at getting out of a pin. So I've been trying to... uh, I've been been buttering Shane up because I'm like, I want to start wrestling with you to get you to try to pin me like with your full um, strength to try to pin me on the ground and to for me to like practice getting out of it and trying maybe to pin you Why down. would you need to butter me up? I'd gladly pin you. 
That's easy work. That's light work. Well, in fear that I might pin you down, you'd get embarrassed. Wait, is this being televised? How am I embarrassed? Is this just word of mouth breaking out? <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody. No one thinks I'm tough. I, I have no reputation uphold. I but just want to make strong. that clear. I'm not saying I'm weak, but I'm also saying I have no reputation for being strong. Now, do you want to try to pin me right now? No, but I want to. I want to do it tonight, and I want to. Why are you scared to find out the outcome here? No, but I just, I just did my makeup, and I want to film some videos after we do this. I'm not going to smear your face. It's just <laughs> okay. Fine. Okay, wait. Let's do it. There's a carpet right there. I know. Okay, let's go. Do I Should I go on my knees? Yeah. Oh, I, I thought you were trying to pin me. I am, but it's like if somebody's coming at me. So come at me. Get me. Get over here. Give me your money. Okay. I want your money. Where's your purse? Who doesn't carry a purse? Uh, no. See, now you're trying. Now you're trying. What? Good tell, lady. everyone now what happened there okay okay i'm gonna tell them two things so da, 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 da. shane pinned me but i would say i put up a good fight and if good I fight was, you were supposed to try to pin me well i was also okay i was also trying to get away from your pin and see if that if you were pinning me i'd be able to get away from it okay i thought you were trying to at first it seemed like you were supposed to pin me <laughs> Then you wouldn't advance at all. So then when I came closer to you to try to let you try to pin me, it felt like the only thing I could do to combat that was to pin you. Well, whatever that was, I think I did a good job and I want to do more of it, honestly, because I think it will help me in those types of situations, learning how to get away. So even if it's like you, if we set the scene and it's like you have to try to get me down as hard as you can, right? And then it's just me trying to get away. And if I can get practice getting away from you. Wait, you think you did a good job getting pinned in a matter of seconds? No, initially I What's was What's the doing, good job? Well, I think I was doing a little bit of a good job in getting away at first. I wasn't even trying to get you. Well, I was I, trying to be gotten. I could have sacked you and I didn't. Okay. <laughs> what's the next topic but i do think we should do that more because i do think it is helpful i'm in um and i'm not willing to pay for jujitsu as it is right now all right is there anything we did wrong bring it back to family travel one thing we did right big bathroom you and i ended up getting a late night steak dinner a couple martinis and sat in that sweet tub for three hours yeah and it was beautiful and we got to hang out and have a night even though we were in the room with our kids. And the tub was, wasn't just a normal tub. It was a nice big tub, which is crucial. So that is a tip. Get a big tub or a jacuzzi hot tub style mm -hmm. thing in your room if you can. But we also had the Niagara Falls. Yes. One of the seven wonders of the world just to look at. Did, did Could I look at it? No, I gave you the vantage point because only <laughs> one person could face that way. But you're looking at the falls. They're all lit up beautifully. There's a fireworks show like... It was pretty ideal. No, it was beautiful. It was so much fun. 
highly, highly recommend uh, the hotel in general, Sheraton Falls View. But Shane, is there anything we did wrong? Because I know one thing that I was like, oh, next time we go away with kids, vacation, staycation, whatever, we need to fix this. Just tell me and I'll elaborate on it. Freaking stroller. A little, oh. like we have a dinky $40 stroller that we bought six years ago for Jamaica when we took Lucy as a baby. I haven't pulled it out since. Should have brought it. Betty's not going in that. Betty, oh. we, as you know, we brought a stroller to Disney. You still broke your back. The stroller might have actually been a disservice because we got to carry the stroller up and down the stairs. Added to that, Betty doesn't want to go in the stroller. She wants mama. It was so frustrating. My hip is actually thrown off right now yeah. from the, the weekend The stroller might have screwed her. us. No. I, I like the stroller at Disney and I regret not having even a little travel stroller because she's actually getting used to them again because her grandmothers are forcing her to go in it. Okay. When mama's a different story though. Well, we'll see. Okay. What else did we do wrong? Um, I don't know. We were pretty good. We did so many things. I think Lucy was scared to do a lot of things. Lucy... Yes. I was trying to have Lucy be safe because I definitely have a fear of Lucy falling over the falls. Mm -hmm. Betty, not as much because you are always carrying Betty. Uh, and I told her it's very dangerous, the falls. But then she got an unnatural fear of going near the falls. And we had to go in a, not didn't have to go. One of the excursions we took was a tunnel into the middle of the falls where you actually go behind the falls, which I didn't know was possible. But you go right behind the falls and they cut out a big hole and you can look at the falls falling, it's, which is kind of a weird vantage point because all you really see is a lot of mist. You can't really yeah. see much. But just the idea that you're behind the falls is very cool. And then there is an amazing viewing deck that's just the best way you can probably get a picture of your family near the falls. So that's worth the price of admission right there. But Lucy was terrified out of her mind because she thought she was going to the most dangerous place on earth bawling her eyes out and just scared to get wet because you know when you're around that much waterfall there's so much mist and they gave us ponchos too which further solidified she's like i need to get soaked all in like she's looking at the strength of the waterfall so i don't know if she's thinking like she's gonna be underneath that and having all that water pour on her but the ponchos were hilarious and very cute like she looked adorable in yeah. it um, but it was such a fun excursion. I have a really cute video actually of Shane trying to explain to Lucy why it's not scary and that even if she's scared, you know, we're not going to leave her. We're not going to let her go. But she was telling me, she's like, I hate it when there's not too many other people around and it's just us somewhere because it makes it scary. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that is, that is kind of scary. And like, we're in a tunnel underground in mm -hmm. the Niagara escarpment and nobody's around us. Cause we went on a great day. Like there weren't too yeah. many tourists. That's a good tip. That's my tip too. Uh, I just thought of it. So Lucy often will say, we, do we have to go there? I don't want to go there. And I go, we don't have to go there. We don't. I go, let's go. And if you want to leave when we get there, we'll leave. Or if you don't want to leave, let's just stay here. And I kind of act like there's no pressure to go. Inevitably, they always go. And Lucy, she'll get there and knowing that she can leave at any time. And then she never leaves. Yeah. So she actually liked being out on that observation deck. She didn't want to go in the, the smaller, more claustrophobic tunnel that leads to behind the falls. But we got her there. And that's half the battle. And I think some parents say you have to go. Like, you have to go. You have to come. This is why we came here. We're on vacation to go here. But I always say, we don't have to go. We can leave at any time. 
we'll leave. We don't care. And ultimately, even if I paid a hundred bucks to go there, I don't want, I'll, I'll forego that money just to not have an aggravated child and be aggravated myself. Mm -hmm. I'm going 98% for the kids. Although I am having a great time once I am there too. Well, and ideally like, you know, cause that is tough. If you're paying money to get your kids to do something and they don't want to do it. We kind of ended up, I know Betty was happy to see the inside of the falls, but just swap. Like you went and saw the behind the falls and then came back to the tunnel and then I went and yeah. we kind of went so that one of us could be with Lucy. And there's ways around it. That, reverse psychology. Kids yeah. just, they, they, they don't know reverse psychology yet. Maybe like eight, nine, ten, they start understanding like you're tricking me, but it's more than reverse psychology. It's you don't have to do anything. If you want to leave, we'll leave. And if you're actually, if you have that trust where the, the kid mm -hmm. knows, okay, I want to leave and you'll leave, I find often they'll, they'll stay. It's just the claustrophobia of thinking that they can't leave and if they go, they have to be there. Did you have a highlight of the weekend? Highlight? It's hard. It, the, it felt, everything kind of felt really good. Mm -hmm. It just sometimes I would feel a little bit lethargic because of we had so many days of drinking in a row, which anyone in their 30s, let alone like me in my early 40s, that's tough. Yeah. Because we're not getting a ton of sleep too. I don't even know if it's the age that has made the drinking so tough or the fact that I can't sleep in all day. We also don't drink often. So no. when we do, and, and then it's also not only are we drinking, but then we have a few nights where we're doing it in a row it just feels like so yeah. much but even when i was drinking often i still felt like my recoveries were brutal i'd have to almost sleep all day mm -hmm. and then just go out the next day but there's this idea that when i'm in my 20s i was a machine i could do anything <laughs> it's like no, I, I wasn't at least that much of a machine i just had so much time it made me feel like i was invincible but yeah so what was the question highlight highlight everything felt really really good mm-hmm butterfly museum was so much fun it is so fun i love seeing the kids in there they're so full of wonder it's not a museum it's more no, than that it's a conservatory yeah so you walk in this big space and there's just what tens of thousands of butterflies flying freely you have to watch your step because they'll land on the ground they'll land on you they'll fly right by your face land on your head it's in it is incredible it yeah. is very cool and you know, I love looking through Lucy's eyes who loves mm -hmm. butterflies. She doesn't realize yet that butterflies are actually disgusting insects in the middle. They only have beautiful <laughs> wings. I'm definitely aware how freaky these things are. To me, they're like centipedes with wings. Get out. We were looking up at You them still close. think butterflies are beautiful? They're close? so cute. We were, me and the girls were taking videos of them and we were watching his little tongue roll out and everything. It was cool. Oh my God. They're just aliens with <laughs> nice wings. They are aliens for sure. For sure. I, yeah, I um, I don't want to pet them or I like I don't think they're cute. I don't like them landing on me, but I do love the fact that our children love them. A highlight for me. So we went to this indoor water park, right? It's pretty yes. sweet. There's like seven water slides, a wave pool. It's lots of fun. A heated outdoor pool with the basketball hoops. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So my highlight and everything felt good. Same. So one of my highlights was like going under the falls. I love that for me personally but then a family highlight was being with the kids in that pool because i know like listeners i've been updating on their swimming lessons and things the ones they hated this was the first time that i've really seen everything in action and they took huge steps when we were in that pool with us like when we were all swimming and they were so excited and it was just making me fill with pride 
at how adventurous they were being and how excited and proud of themselves they were. Like Lucy doggy paddled, not the length of the pool, but the width of the pool back and forth. And she goes, oh, swimming's great. I can do this all day. And then she just kept doing it. And Betty's going underwater and swimming underwater and they just wouldn't stop. And every time they'd come up, they'd like look at me and Shane with big smiles on their face, like for validation. And we would just high five them and everything. And they loved it so much. In that moment, just because the whole swimming thing was such a huge hurdle for them, was such a highlight for me, even though it had very little to do with Niagara itself. Yeah, definitely. They made leaps and bounds in terms of progress. They broke through a wall, which they had a lot of trouble, Mm. which is the doggy paddle for Lucy. I find if you can doggy paddle, you can be comfortable in water and it makes all other swimming techniques much easier knowing I can rely on the doggy paddle if things go to hell. No, 100%. So that was her first time she ever did it and I'm so glad that we were there to witness it. No, it was the best. But Shane, with this, yeah. let's move on to the mailbag segment. Okay, bag me. Bag me. Well, give us give us our little intro. Okay, this is the mailbag segment. This is where you, our listeners, well, maybe not you, but our listeners have submitted in questions. Alex takes the time to research and answer them. I'm along for the ride and this is it's beginning right now. All right, our first question. And this is from a new question asker. This person has never written in before. Boy or girl? A girl. How do you as individuals pour back into your individual cups? Pour back. So like to keep ourselves feeling good so that we have enough to give our relationship, our family, our work, all that. Play basketball. Yeah, I think for me, it comes a lot. It comes maybe solely down to being healthy. And like, yes, that's put, true. Yeah. And putting time into eating healthfully, being active, sleeping well. And like, that might not sound like you're pouring into your cup, like getting a good night's sleep. But I think saying no to other things going on in your life and being like, no, I'm going to get to bed at a reasonable time. I can get a good night's sleep in. For me, that's huge. Yeah. And I only do those things. So when I do not do, do those things in other words so if i want to eat poorly that i can feel good yeah because it doesn't feel good to eat poorly when you've already been eating poorly but it feels really good to eat poorly if you've been eating well Mm -hmm. because your body's not used to it everything tastes special it actually feels like a treat and then on the reverse side of that it feels really good to work out and eat healthy after you've been eating poorly so it's an interesting little cycle to be on Obviously, if you're one of those people who always eats healthy and is always exercising, I find that incredible. I don't know how you do it because I'm more of a five days a week trying my best, Mm -hmm. you know, various levels of success. Maybe it's like two (laughs) days a week sometimes. But uh, yeah, I definitely am in the mode right now where I'm looking forward to playing basketball. Yeah, no, same. Which is a great workout for me. But yeah, I I love that. I love pouring into my cup by prioritizing my health. And that is that is hard obviously like even with appointments and things it's hard to do that so on a very basic level that's it for me yeah that's why december january february those are tough months there's so much temptation and i feel like i can resist anything except for temptation (laughs) shane's look on his face right now okay the next what yeah yeah sorry no no okay the next question what are your thoughts on same gender schools? So if boys are getting educated together, girls are getting educated together. Um, I don't know. Like, did girls bother me in my school? 
<laughs> I guess I, you know, I was I was bullied equally by everyone. I think. Well, there you go. Equal opportunity bullying. I'm I'm fine with um, mixing it in. Like I, I think the more you can get into real society, the better. Or the earlier you can interact with a little ecosystem that's true to how life is, that can be good. Even if there's bad moments, the, it can help you navigate through life and you're learning little things along the way and making mistakes and it can only be helpful i would think maybe there's a reasons not but i haven't thought this through well i was looking it up but the, there is no conclusive evidence to say one is better than the other everything is mixed but i, I did find more articles uh that were proponents for like mixing genders right which yeah. i would assume so the people that say um having separate schools is not good. They say that, like you said, it limits vital social interactions and, you know, learning how to just deal with every kind of person that's in our society. Yeah. And then people that like it say that, well, it's an opportunity to maybe customize the educational experience and then increase confidence in kids. But when I think of customization, it can't be customized based on gender because then that in my mind anyway, without looking into it further, it seems more old school. It's like, what, are you going to get more guys into STEM and then more women into like teaching and nursing and things like that? Like it doesn't seem like it's actually customizable unless you're doing it on a student by student basis. But I, I truly couldn't imagine having kids in separate like gendered mm -hmm. schools and then what, they just have no experience in dealing with girls or boys and then they have a they're only comfortable with other men or other women and they have maybe preconceived notions of the other genders and then when they go into society i feel like that would inhibit confidence because they haven't dealt with you know guys or girls before it doesn't make sense to me yeah i don't know maybe it depends on too on how many extracurricular activities you're doing and the type of person you are, maybe some girls shouldn't be around boys, maybe some boys shouldn't be around girls. I don't know. And I, I don't know if there's a, a blanket right or wrong. It's like, you know, eating foods. Some foods might be good for people, be considered healthy, and, and it might make someone really sick. I was just looking up, why do I feel so terrible right now? Uh, and some people could eat the same foods that I ate on the weekend and not be reacting so terribly right mm -hmm. now. But so I, I might be lactose intolerant, right? What if I went to a school that only had milk? I think it's just the, the brownies for breakfast that were left on the counter all night. I don't know. I think I might be lactose intolerant, but continue. <laughs> okay, the next question, I have like another kind of gendered question. This one's interesting. What do you think about men doing traditionally female jobs such as being a doula or a midwife? And this is written by Jay the doula, who is a male doula. I was looking at his profile just now. Oh, there goes my I hate male doulas theory. <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone. No, uh, I think it's people can do anything. And me, I can really speak on this because I can't do anything that men are supposed to be good at. So I don't, I'm not like men are better at construction than women because I'm not better at construction than anyone. I'm not a better driver than anyone. I'm not handy at all with anything. I can't play hockey. I can't tackle someone in football. I'm not that type of person. So I love when people are doing things that aren't stereotypical because yeah. it makes me feel less, 
I don't know, shunned by society. Because every time you drive us and the family places, I'm a little embarrassed. Because I'm I'm the main family driver. You're the main family driver. For instance, we were at a restaurant yesterday and the waitress asked if you would like any coffee. And you said, yeah, I'm going to take it. I'll have a coffee. Uh, I need it for the drive. And the woman could only deduce that you wanted the coffee to go. Oh, right. But if I had said that, I think she would have thought, oh, he wants to consume the coffee Mm -hmm. so he can be alert for the drive. But she took it just because you're a woman that you want the coffee to go. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I love it. And I realize that there's extra struggles, I think, when somebody's having a job like that, like if uh, there's male caretakers or male doulas because women have a mistrust of a lot of men and often it's for very good reason um so i realize there's so many more hurdles for a person Mm -hmm. like a male doula a male babysitter a male kindergarten teacher anything and it's much harder so i have nothing but respect if you like it so much or you're that good at it or you feel like it's your calling that you still fight through all those obstacles to do it yeah Mm -hmm. i think so it's funny because like on one hand, I'm all like there needs to be more representation in that caregiving field because some, you know, if it's teaching or babysitting, some kids just respond better or might be missing a kind of male figure in their life. They respond really well to that. And it's just good to show that, look, men and women can be so caring, so warm, can be good caregivers, teachers, whatever. But then when it comes to me personally, I would never in my life want personally a male doula or male gynecologist because for me, so much of my care is based around comfort. And like I had all these issues after I gave birth to Lucy Mm -hmm. that I was, you know, talking to my gynecologist about and she was, you know, the one who delivered and everything for me too. And I felt comfortable discussing them with her because I know – she she has the same parts. She understands what I'm going through. Even if she had, hadn't had the complications that I had, she understands my issues with the scarring and things like that yeah. that I had after Lucy. Whereas maybe a man might be sympathetic toward it, but he might not go to the lengths that she did to help me out. Like when I gave birth to Betty, she essentially gave me a vaginoplasty and fixed um these like these crazy scars and things that I had with Lucy. And I wondered who fixed those. <laughs> you, know, you didn't even notice them. Of course not. Lights out. <laughs> and uh, I'm a 1950s husband. <laughs> but it was it, it's interesting because it's just not something that I would personally want. Not even necessarily a comfort thing, which is not something I'd want as part of my care. Well, you wouldn't even want a male babysitter. Well, no. But that's a different like but then i think of it like if my brother if he was a teenager and he was babysitting and somebody was like we don't want you i'd be like why not he's like so caring and so funny so good so from that aspect it it i'm like hey that's not fair well, people, but people the, the reason is like obviously not all males are predators but all predators are males yeah so, so the issue is parents just want to mitigate the odds of something going down you know and i'm not saying there isn't that 0.1 percent you know teacher who's 
a, a, a female teacher who's a creep. But let's face it, predominantly, it's it's all males who are, who are doing this yeah. sort of thing. And if you're a parent, you want to look after the welfare. So much fear is in your mind of worst case scenario things happening, like in the, the how we were talking earlier about the kid being snatched from the tent. Yeah. The odds of that happening are so low but still you don't even want to put yourself in a position where it's even exactly. a very low 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 option so i understand it why men are like i would say flight attendants is probably somewhere where people do respect it the most if a man's doing it and there isn't as mm -hmm. much going on in terms of like uh uh what's it called not bias prejudice yeah but like i know friends who don't want a male masseuse Right. Because they're just like, I, I want a woman massaging me. <laughs> but then that yeah. gets creepy in its yeah. own. Because it's like, sorry, what are you getting out of this massage? Like, that's not what this is for. There are places for that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that's that alone and that kind of thought is kind of weird also. Yeah. It's a weird world. Everything's weird. But yeah, male doulas, I'm all here for it. Just to answer the question. Okay, yeah, no. It, Alex is firmly against it. I know for myself, but there was a study that was conducted in the American Osteopathic Association, the journal, and most people have no gender preference when it comes to their childbirth, their gynecological and obstetric care. I'd like to... I, I question that. Here's the thing. Yeah. In this study, most people were saying that it doesn't have to do with the gender of the person. It has to do with how good they are and their personality. Are they caring? Are they warm? Are they going to be empathetic, sensitive to your issues? Are they going to be on top of your health? Things like that. All things being equal, if you don't have a chance to wine and dine your gynecologist, you're going in blind to these things. So if you're 100%. just being kicked in a room with a doctor, which most yeah. people are, if you had to say man or woman... I think you'd probably say woman, mm -hmm. most women. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, 100%. But but truly, you know, obviously there's always a need for more inclusion in every workspace. And I think that there's going to be really amazing opportunities for people like Jay the doula who are males in this predominantly women-centered field. So I think it's very cool. Yeah. And, and there's going to be families who want that kind of care and who want that representation. So yeah. Jay, and I'm interested. Like, Jay, DM us and tell us more about this because I want to hear about, like, do you find that there is prejudice or bias to, like against you? Like, I want and, Tell us. And has it made you a better doula? Because yeah. is your attitude, I have to be so good, they can't ignore me. Yeah. I, you know, I kind of get it too. Like, childbirth mm -hmm. is amazing and it's very fascinating. It's not like... I don't know. I think I think being plastic surgeons, most of them are men. But I also think that's kind of creepy. It's like, yeah, I'll make your boobies bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least the doula. That's how they life. all talk, <laughs> right? That's how every single one of them talks. All right. Next question. Riz is the word of the year. Have you ever used it? Have you Riz? R I Z Z. Not only have I not used it, I have never heard it. I looked it up for this. Have you heard it? I've heard it and I think I know what it is in context of it being you like Tell me. if a guy is good at uh, putting on moves on a, a woman like to try to pick her up. Yeah. Or if a woman's good at it with a guy. I don't think. Oh, I'd only heard it guy. Okay. Yeah. It's not. It's uh, I looked it up and according to Oxford English Dictionary who chose it to be the word of the year. It is like style or charm or charisma, which is where I think mm. it comes from. Um. But no, have not used it, will never use it. 
Unless I'm like trying to imitate a young person. Riz. Yeah, got, if it was in a skit or something. I got Riz. How if, would you use it in a sentence? Like, I feel like you might not, not... Kids would use it. They'd be like, oh, this guy's got Riz. <laughs> like, if they're at a club maybe and he picks him up. It's say like, it. oh, you think you think he can get with... I don't know. I actually don't know. I'll say no. I don't know how. Like, he's got Riz. I would love to hear a person our age using this term. If you no were on... Would. Okay, if you were single, okay... Yeah. On a Tinder date. Yes. And your date was like, oh, you've got Riz. Or, oh, yeah, people tell me I've got Riz. Or I'm Rizzy, if that's a variation. Mm. Would you continue to date that person after that first date? I'd like to think that there's nothing that... It would be a red flag that she's way too young. <laughs> yeah. And that we're not going to connect on the same level. Not that I'm, you know... Like, not that I'm like, oh, she's she's a bimbo. She's not smart. It's just that she'd be a little immature. I would It would be a red flag that she'd be more immature than me. Yeah. it. If somebody that is our age anyway. That oh, is, it's our age. Well, no, I guess that's at your age. You're just looking at it differently. But like if it was somebody that was our, our age and they're using words like Riz in their daily language, I think in my brain, I wouldn't be able to stop myself from thinking like, why are they trying so hard to sound young? Unless it comes out naturally, which I think would be hard to do. I'm sure some people could pull it off and they're kind of being funny and charismatic with saying words like that. Oh, I've got mad Riz. Yeah, but you doing it, it's like bordering on like, I don't know, like narc or something. I definitely sound like a narc though when I say most things. Um, okay, next question. What is the phase of parenting that you look back on and miss the most? I'm just going to pop in. Whenever I see a teeny little baby and it's just so snuggly and so adorable, like we saw a baby at the water park and he was just sitting there like doing that happy baby yoga pose, like playing with his feet and just looking so cute, chubby as cheeks. I was like, oh my God, I miss that. But then I don't. I love the phase that the girls are in right now. And like we you know, talking mm -hmm. about the kids and they're, them doing their swimming stuff and being so prideful in, of themselves and excited. I love the phase yeah. we're in and everything we can do. Like the mm -hmm. kids are just becoming, I hate it when people are like, oh, my kids are my best friends, but it's, they're be, they're, we have that awesome connection with them now mm -hmm. where we can do fun stuff and connect with them on things that we all mutually enjoy. And it's just so fun. Yeah, this is it. We're in the best phase right now. Yeah. This is the best Christmas that Lucy will ever have. She's She has the most belief in Christmas and all things Christmassy. It's only going to get harder for her to distill the magic that she naturally has right now. Mm -hmm. Five years old. It's the best. And then to have a sister who's like three and a half. Perfect. It's the perfect duo. They're cute as buttons still. Everything they say is endearing. It's only I'm only going to have nostalgia for this moment. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm not I'm, that the I'm like oh six get away from me you you know you're over the hill, but it's they're never going to be as cute as they are right now. Like this is the best. Anymore. I don't. Well, this they, is the best. Yeah, they do get buck toothed and goofy, but I think they're going to be cute in different ways. You know what, what I mean? What do you mean they get buck toothed and goofy? Well, because then when mean? the kids grow in their real teeth, like their adult teeth, their skulls and their faces are still too small for them. So kids always look funny when their adult teeth grow. Oh, in. that can be cute. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like they're all, they're cute in different ways, but right now is so I don't know. To me, it's all mindset. It's special. Yeah. Like I don't want someone telling me Santa's not real. 
Uh, as a 40-year-old man, I, I like to hang on to those things. I like to hang on to that magic. But next question. <laughs> okay. This one comes with a quote-unquote gross warning. Okay. My friend walked in on her husband peeing in the sink. He said it has become a habit and he does it daily. And my friend was disgusted, as was I, after hearing this. Is this something that guys do that we don't know about? Or do most think that it's unhygienic and gross? How would you handle this situation if it was Shane and would it bother you? 100% this would be just, I would, this would bother me. This bothers me on behalf of your friend. This is gross. Yeah. Have you, um, like, have you ever peed in the sink if you? I'm sure I have. But not thinking about it. <laughs> not thinking about it. How do you, it's, it's an accidental sink piss? Hold on. Is this, it's not something you do. And I do want to clarify. It's not something you like do. I haven't done it in this house. I don't think. Get out. Why? What situation would, like, if you were like confused um, middle of the night? No, let's, I'm trying, let's say the toilet's clogged. Okay. Oh, you like that, eh? Well, a toilet clog. We have three bathrooms. Yeah. Let's say they're all clogged <laughs> or occupied. Okay. And I'm really trying to think here. I know I've probably done it. Like if I had to go through, like let's say I'm on my death, not my deathbed, but I'm at Heaven's Gate and they play right. like a life of your montage. I'm sure in that montage there's some piss in a sink. Like I drop my earrings in the sink sometimes. I'll drop my makeup in the sink. Like, you ever drop a deuce in the sink? No. Uh, <laughs> I thought that's where you were headed. Listen, Sorry. Listen, but it's like if I'm dropping my makeup brush accidentally in the sink, I don't want to think that there was like pee in there. Like that's disgusting. Like, of course, Alex. Do you think I'm gonna pee in the sink and not clean the sink afterwards? I doubt that this guy is. Why? Because uh, what you're probably peeing in the sink because it's an easier option. So if you're taking the easy way out there, why are you gonna add another three minutes or five minutes going downstairs, getting the antibacterial spray, spraying the sink? Cleaning oh, it. Doesn't have to be, you got soap right there at the sink. I hope. That's not, no. This guy's not, probably 6'8". He's closer to the sink to pee. He's probably making a mess when he's standing up. Sitting down probably hurts. And he's probably very humiliated. Okay, but you do not, you're not a sink peer. No. I I'm, couldn't classify you as that. No. Good. I'm not a sink peer, but I understand the urge to piss in a sink. Okay, I, I was looking this up, right? I found myself in some weird... Reddit forum. Oh, sinkpiss.com? Close. Uh, there's a Reddit group called Sink Pissers, and they have over 17,000 members. A Reddit group called Sink Pissers? Yes. What do they talk about? What do you think? I know, but you must run out of topics well, after look, sink I, pissing. I like, imagine it was like, my wife caught me sink pissing. How do I explain this? Or like, Okay, why what? do they do it then? Okay, well, so uh, the vast majority of people talking about that I found, uh, number one, less noisy, which is bizarre. Like, you're in the comfort of your own home and a pee, nobody is grossed out by pee in the toilet. Nobody cares about That's the sound of pee. That's a good point. Yes, I think. Get out. If you're tired, it's in the morning and you don't want to wake your wife up. So you Get just out. pee in the sink. That's not, pee is not loud enough to wake somebody up out of sleep if you're in the bathroom. Yes, like, it is. It is not. Sometimes you don't want to close the door. You want to keep it open. So you'd rather pee in the sink than close the bathroom door. Because I love my wife. Get out. There's time to thought about it. And the other reason is that apparently it's like if you wake up and it's easier with an erection or something to pee in the sink. But at the same time, I'm like, well, just hold it down and pee in the toilet or sit, sit and then push it down a little bit or just bend your body. Mm -hmm. Like there are other things you can do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, uh, 
Alex told me not not to speak too much on this topic. So I don't know why she said that, but now I feel like I don't want to talk about it. Okay, I have another stat for you. Okay. Okay. There were 10,000 men studied in this one sink pissers study. Yeah. And 45% of them said that they pee in the sink. 45% of men said that they sometimes pee in the sink. Not like you, where you're like, probably once in my life I have. 45% of men are like, yeah, I pee in the sink sometimes. Well, you brought up some good reasons why to. Don't you dare start. I'm not saying I'm going to. I'm not going to wake up from the sound of your pee. I'm going to wake up from you getting out of bed and that motion. I'm not going to wake up from the sound of pee. What if I told you so many times you've been sound asleep, didn't even notice me, slinking out of bed perfectly. (laughs) Slinking. And then I've peed in the toilet and you've woken up. I wake up every single time you get out of bed. It's not you peeing. You just notice that I'm awake when you come back from peeing. That's it. No, and because you you said, what's with all that piss plopping? <laughs> Get out. I was like, Alex? <laughs> okay, next question. Okay, this one is funny. So this is our final question. I'm ready to laugh. This is uh, also from a new follower who mm. came over from the fart videos, I think. Boy or girl? Boy. <sighs> man. All due respect. Do deal. All due respect. You are beautiful with a youthful spirit. And then... In brackets, MILF. Who is your favorite comedian? Is this for me or you? Uh, MILF. You'd be a filth, I guess. Hmm. Um, but my favorite comedian, Steph it could Tollef. be It could be man. Male. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You are yeah. beautiful with the youthful spirit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, favorite comedian right now, Steph Tollef. Hands down. Shane and I saw her last week. She's hilarious. Somebody actually messaged me today that they got into Steph Tolov recently because you and I had been talking about her and I've been posting her on Instagram and they can't get enough of her. She's hilarious. She's and hilarious. She's, she's so likable. Like there's so many comedians and all live shows are just better live, obviously. Like you see a comedian on Netflix, a special, and it's just not as good as if you were there. Her in particular though. Yeah. Not that it doesn't translate online. I'm sure for a lot of people it does. For me, it hits so good in person because she's just so great. At crowd work, seeing the magic happen, you just have a whole level of appreciation for it. There's so much tension. You don't want her to fail, but then she never does fail when no matter which avenue with an audience member she takes, it's just always good, even if it goes bad, even if the person's a dud. She makes fun of them for being a dud. Even if they're trying to be funny, but they're not, she'll make fun of them for trying to be funny and not being funny. The the audience who's trying to participate in the crowd work. So She's just so good at it. And a lot of crowd work gets kind of, it, people think it's hack yeah. sometimes if people do a lot of crowd work. Hers is not. It's mm-hmm. so fun, funny, and uh, just, I, I don't know how to describe it other than it's mm-hmm. the best comedy show I've ever been to. And there's something about her too that makes me like her as a person. And like, I'm, I care about her as a person, not even yeah. just as a comedian. I like want her to succeed because I like her. Because she's a great storyteller. Yeah. Everything, like she, the way she talks about her love life and uh, the trials and tribulations of dating, how weird it is to date, how stupid most people are on dates. Like, obviously, men are so stupid. Like, she even dabbles with, you know, women. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she's got so many funny anecdotes. And her routine, she'll weave in and out of her regular routine. Yeah. But she doesn't need to lean on a routine and she doesn't need to lean on the crowd work. Everything she does is so good. And even if you saw her five times in a row, which you and I both, we did. <laughs> we did in the summer. Saw her five times in a row. In three days, saw her five times. 
each show was unique in its own way. Each show had something fun and funny about it and that was different. Yeah. So yeah, highly recommend her. And a lot of people say you're the filth queen because you have a fart video that's True. got gotten over 10 million views where you do one fart. Steph Tolev is actually the filth queen. No, she's amazing. Go check her. Her last name is spelled T-O-L-E-V if you want to look her up. Yeah. But Shane Boy, that's all we got for today. Well, what? we're going to appear in a Steph Tolev video because we were filmed. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So we'll look see. out for that. But yeah, that we'll see. that's all I wanted to say. I, I was <laughs> I was thinking about telling the story where because we had an embarrassing moment. Oh, tell it. Okay. So okay. so Shane and I are walking from dinner at the keg to this comedy show, right? We've got like an hour walk on our hands. We're talking about all these things. And he's like, Alex, a guy I play basketball with. I'm going to tell the first version. Then yeah. you get into details. Shane's going, Alex, we're going to see this guy I play basketball with. You're going to love it. He has this one skit. This is the skit. You got to tell him that you love the skit because I mentioned this to him in the past. So when we see him. Can I hop in here? Hop in. All right. Okay. So this guy's name is Rodrigo. I play basketball with him. Comedian. Really funny guy. Actor also. I like that we're also establishing. We're calling him out right now. We said him by name. I like this. Keep going. Not, it's This is us being embarrassing, not him. No, I know that. I'm not calling him out. Well. I'm saying how good he is. His name's Rodrigo. He's an actor. He's in the new Priscilla movie. True. Um, so he has this video. He kind of looks like the A&W guy. If you're Canadian, you you know A&W has a series of commercials where it's they're doing a man on the street interviews and they're asking people to do a burger taste test. And in these A&W commercials, the people taste the burger and they go, oh, my God, this is delicious. And then the <laughs> A&W guy goes, did you know these are made without hormones and grass-fed beef or something? And the people are like, this is grass-fed beef? And the A&W guy's <laughs> like, yeah. And they're like, I love A&W. And that's the whole conceit of the commercial. So this Rodrigo guy that we're talking about parodies these commercials. And he gets people to take a bite of a burger. And then the people go, uh, this is great. What's in this? And the A&W guy goes, it's shit. And the people go, they're shit in this burger. And then he's yeah. like, yeah, they're shit. And they're like, I like this burger. Mm, this this shit in this, real shit. And these, it's obviously stupid, but it's also very funny. So anyways, when I was playing with basketball, I told Rodrigo, my wife loves your a <laughs> parody where you are making people eat burgers with shit in it. And he goes, really? I'm like, yeah. And, he, and I go, uh, we might see you on... Uh, Wednesday, because I was playing basketball with him on Tuesday. I go, we might see you on Wednesday. Or was it Thursday, the Steps Hill No, show? it was one of the, Thursday, yeah, Thursday. Thursday. And I go, might see you at the Steph Tolev show. He goes, I'm directing the Steph Tolev show. So he goes, ah, I'm going to have camera crew there. I'm going to be directing, yada, yada. So anyways, Thursday night, we're walking. I go, when you see Rodrigo, you better make his day. And you better <laughs> say, hey, Rodrigo, I had a burger tonight. And, and when he goes, oh, yeah, you go, yeah, it tasted like shit. It had shit in it. Okay, sorry. So now I'm cutting in. Okay. From this perspective, I'm assuming Rodrigo is like a jovial, warm guy. And that when I say this, because Shane is asking me to step out of my comfort zone and say to a complete stranger, I had a burger tonight and it tasted like shit. I'm expecting him to start roaring with laughter. Like not just like a subtle nod. I'm expecting him to roar and to love it and to love me because yeah. of it. So Alex goes, we rehearsed it so many times. <laughs> Alex goes, this is going to go over well. I go, it's going to go over well. He's a comedian. You promised me. We show up. Literally, as we're walking in the door, we're accosted by a camera crew and Rodrigo. So I didn't know Rodrigo was just going to be filming us the second we walked in. And since Rodrigo kind of knows me, barely knows me, I played basketball with him once. He's like, hey, sir, would you like to be interviewed about why you love Steph Tolov? 
So I'm like, oh, yes, random stranger. And then um, Alex comes in and goes, hey, I had a burger today. Guess what? It was so good because it had shit in it. And Rodrigo's like, oh. I didn't know we were being filmed, by the way. She doesn't know we're being filmed. because Yeah. And then. Like she doesn't know, she knows there's cameras there, but she doesn't know they're rolling. So Rodrigo can't act normal. He's just like, oh, already then. That's odd. And he's being his on camera persona. And then Alex is like, yeah, it tastes like shit. Get it? Because of your skit and like gives him a little push. Okay. I yeah. crumbled. I crumbled. No, you did well. No, but when he internally, Shane, when he didn't start roaring with laughter, like toss his head back and start laughing at how funny and appreciative I was of his joke, I crumbled internally. Yeah, that was tough. And I was like, I did too. What do I do? Like, this is so sad. I feel Are like. Are you going to cry right now? No. <laughs> I felt like an idiot. Obviously, like, so did I. I have to be it. with you. Well, I hated that guy. I was like, laugh at my joke, even out of politeness, loser. I got so mad. He didn't know how to. Like, it's very weird perfect scenario for awkwardness well he can just cut that out and laugh at my joke so if anyone sees the video of us talking about <laughs> steph tolov i do like 89 percent of the talking in the video and just know alex is just dying inside because she just had that experience didn't have anything else it's to my say. fault so, I didn't, yeah. um, apologies didn't want to talk anymore after that all right everyone good episode <laughs> i hope you enjoyed it i hope you give us five star rating on itunes or spotify yeah, go do it. We'd appreciate it. We love you. And this is our last episode before Christmas. So I hope everybody has a really, really wonderful Christmas, really wonderful holiday. Soak in the joy or at least the relaxation or anything of yeah, the time. No matter what holiday, yeah, you're yeah. celebrating. It's the, it's the holidays. Yeah. There's lots going on. Kwanzaa, I was Hanukkah. just going to say have a crazy Kwanzaa, as Krusty would say. I'm not comfortable saying that. I don't know. <laughs> People would appreciate it. <laughs> Alex is comfortable saying it. So... Thank you so much for listening to This This Family Family Tree Tree Podcast, Podcast, episode 193.